Welcome to Crossroads Connection. This is a show all about having conversations surrounding life, ministry, and culture. I want to say a quick thank you to our friends at the Truth Network for airing this program. Well, welcome everybody. Thanks for listening. My name is Tyler and I'm joined by Jamie and Andy. How are you guys doing? Hey guys, I'm doing awesome. Doing really well. Doing really well, Tyler and Jamie. Great to talk with both of you today. Yeah, man. I'm really excited to jump into our episode. We've got a great interview coming a little bit later, but um, I wanted to jump right in. Andy, you were telling me this story before we kind of jumped on and started recording this that I think would be really impactful for those listening right now. Can you can you kind of walk through that story you're telling me? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's kind of a fun, timely, actually personal story that happened today, actually, especially dealing with, you know, right now, obviously with the coronavirus and things are just a little bit out of sorts still to this day. And I think a lot of people could probably relate to what I'm going to talk about. So real quickly this morning, on the way into the office, in order to create some sense of a norm to my day, I went through a drive-through to pick up a coffee and the car in front of me ordered, there was a bunch of cars, you know, like normal, there's a bunch of cars and the car in front of me put their order in, but then there was probably two car lengths ahead of them that they could have pulled up. And instead of pulling all the way up, they just pulled a little bit up, just enough that I couldn't make my order. And I'm oh. sitting there, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's happened before. I'm sure it was unintentional. At least I hope it was unintentional. And I could tell they were preoccupied. They didn't, you know, they weren't thinking. And But the funny thing is I actually found myself getting irritated sitting there, like gripping the steering wheel with like a little bit more vigor than normal and <laughs> getting a little irritated. And I'm going, I just, I'm just, like, giving them the eyes. Like I'm trying to stare them down in the, like, their rearview mirror like in order to try to... <laughs> you know, tell them to pull ahead so I can order. And it was almost so irritating that it actually became funny to me. And I actually paused for a moment and I thought, why in the world am I getting so irritated over something that has no merit for the rest of my day? It didn't matter. Like it wouldn't have mattered at all if it was faster because we'd still get out there at the same time. And it was about at that time I started to think about how on edge a lot of people are right now. There are just so many people Mm -hmm. who are on edge so many people have been, you know, at the stay-at-home order. They've been home. They've been home with kids. They've been home with spouses or by themselves. Work and life has been all disrupted. There's so much uncertainty in the future that's still out there. And so people have a tendency, you know, it comes out some way, right? When we get frustrated and irritated, it comes out in different forms. And I thought, I've seen a lot of that. I've seen a lot of people that just are acting just a little on edge. And then I thought almost immediately, it was like God kind of dropped Galatians chapter five in my heart for just me and really any other believer out there. And that's the one that says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And I thought, wow, am I really showing those fruit of the spirit right now? Or am I allowing what's happening around me to really affect me? And then especially for believers, John 13, 35 says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And I think that there's probably a lot of people that are dealing with feelings right now and emotions. And if we're not careful, we don't allow the Holy Spirit to kind of nurture that and help that. Then I have a feeling that we're not going to see the healthy fruit of the Spirit And we're not going to see love, especially amongst brothers and sisters in Christ. Instead, we're going to keep seeing people being irritated and maybe losing their patience at home or losing their patience at a Mm -hmm. grocery store. I mean, let's face it, we've seen all the media things of people getting in fights over masks and, you know, losing their minds over things that really, truly, at the end of the day, 
shouldn't matter too much. And so I thought that might help us. I don't know about you, both of you, but I know I've been feeling a little edgy. <laughs> like I just need to get yeah. out and get back to norm. And, uh, and I just think there's a lot of people feeling that way. And I thought it was a good reminder that, you know what, just because there's something going on right now in the world around us, it does not mean that I have to lose my character in Christ. In fact, I need to rely on it more. It's not an excuse. Right? Just because there's uncertainty and things happening doesn't give me the excuse to lose my Christ-likeness. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a good reminder for all of us. Um, but hey, we have such a fantastic interview ahead with Joel McDaniel from Operation Resolute. So I think we should jump right into it. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, and then we will get into our interview with Joel McDaniel. Your success as a leader hinges upon buy-in from your teams, clear and consistent communication from you, and strategic delegation. My name's Cheryl Scanlon. C3 Advantage helps you steward your most valuable resource well, improve retention, grow employee engagement, and generate higher team and individual ownership. The success of your organization begins with you and depends on your team. Go deeper as a leader and watch your organization go further. Visit c3advantage.net at c3advantage.net. And welcome back from our short break. We've got a very special guest, Mr. Joel McDaniel from Operation Resolute. Joel, thank you so much for your time and being willing to be interviewed. Hey, Andy, we appreciate the opportunity, man. Yeah, well, why don't you tell us a little bit first about you, a quick bio about you, and really what led you into Operation Resolute. Okay, uh, on the personal bio, I'll condense 51 years into about 51 <laughs> seconds. Hey, so, uh, preacher's kid, was raised in the Arkansas Delta, uh, went to the University of Arkansas, met my wife, Kimberly, there, uh, went to Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Kim and I have been married 31 years. Uh, we have twin daughters. Uh, Kayla is at Campbell Law School, and Kenzie is married, and she teaches English as a second language. Uh, our son-in-law is in the Special Forces Qualifying Course to be a medic with the Green Berets. Oh, wow. And I, I've been a pastor or served as a pastor uh, for about 26, 27 years, uh, and then I've led OR for uh, well, in June it'll be eight years. Uh, that's when we uh, that's when we launched the effort. Excellent. So, Operation Resolute is something that you've created. Yes, it was something. Uh, I'll, I'll put it this way: it's something that the Lord put in front of us that we couldn't deny. Uh, I'll make it fairly quick, but the story started um, back in oh seven oh eight. Uh, really, unbeknownst to me, I was serving at Providence Baptist here in Raleigh. I was. Mm-hmm over men's ministry, and the church was gracious enough to allow me to have my own nonprofit outside of the church, and it was an outdoor ministry. Uh, and a chaplain friend of mine had made his first deployment to Iraq, and this was during the surge, and we were hearing things for the first time about improvised explosives, all of that kind right. of stuff. And I get an email from him, and he said, hey, would the outdoor ministry be able to send fishing equipment? Hmm. And I'm thinking in my mind, you're you're in the desert. I'm not sure how much fishing you can do, but hey, yeah, man, would love to serve you. We'll come to find out he had he had access to some places that Saddam Hussein had created, uh, some oases, literally, and it stocked them full of exotic species. And so the outdoor ministry sent about fifteen hundred dollars worth of fishing equipment, and he leveraged that as a means of serving the guys and gals that were underneath him. uh, A lot of them who were doing ordinance disposal at that time. And so it opened our eyes up to the opportunity wow. that 
we maybe could have, but we just didn't connect the dots fully as to just jumping in and focusing solely on the military. And fast forward 2013, got a call from, well, 2012, got a call from the same chaplain. We were catching up. I was serving at a church up in the mountains. And he asked what was going on with the outdoor ministry. And I told him, I said, it, it's interesting you would ask. We are really at a place of trying to determine what God has for it. I said, because I don't think we're doing exactly what we need to be doing. And he said, well, would you consider coming down, meeting with my leadership team and seeing if the nonprofit could help us? So I flew down. He was a part of a special operations group. Uh, we met. And this was during the sequester, which was another term that we began to get really right. familiar with. And a lot of the monies that the chaplains in his group that uh, they were using to take care of families when operators were on deployment uh, had dried up. So we figured out a legal way that the nonprofit could help those chaplains put monies back in play to take care of families during the deployment. So we took the original nonprofit, we renamed it, repurposed it, we renamed it to Operation Resolute, and the purpose became strictly uh, focused on the military. Uh, the the last evolution of this, Andy, is where we are today, and that is we at one time we were kind of focused around the United States. We brought the focus just into North Carolina because there's just such a huge military presence Absolutely. here in our state, and we are currently working with 18 uh, evangelical chaplains. We're non-denominational, but there are some key doctrinal issues that we put out there. And so we've got 18 guys uh, that go from the Air Force to the Marines uh, to the Army uh, that we're working with here in our home state. That's excellent. That's fantastic. And what a great service uh, to our military. So Operation Resolute, so talk about that name. Uh, what does that mean? And then wrap it into kind of the mission and vision of what you're really trying to accomplish here. Well, from the beginning, it was just the uh, being exposed to the realities of military life and the tempo, particularly within special operations, although that's not just our uh, our, our main focus. I mean, we work with any chaplain that comes across our path that um, that we're introduced to and that affirms again, those kind of key doctrinal statements, if we can serve them, we will. But a lot of what we have done has been on the special operations side and seeing the strain on these men, on their families, uh, deploy, tra uh, deploy, train, deploy, train. That word just kind of came to us of how, how do we come alongside and um, help the chaplains in just this kind of resolute attitude of, of, of bringing help. We're not going to let anything d deter us from this. We're not going to let anything stop us from this. There's just a resolute desire right. to be with these chaplains, helping them. So that's kind of the name. Yeah. Um, and again, like I said, you know, what we do is uh, working with these guys to try and help them do their ministry faster, easier. That's right. That's kind of it in a nutshell. So when you say help, define that for us. What, what does that mean? Give us some examples yeah. of how and material-wise or just specifics of how you're helping these chaplains with the military. So you know, let, me give a, let me give a little bit of a caveat, and then I'll jump into the specifics of that. Simply put, uh, Operation Resolute, and I call it OR for short. Sure. So OR, we, we partner with military chaplains uh, 
to serve active duty personnel and families. Gotcha. All right? And those are those are two very uh, important distinctions that I always want to bring out because a lot of times when you say military ministry, people go, "Oh, you're like this or you're like that." Right. And and I'm all for <laughs> that ministry and that ministry. Love what they're doing, but we serve and and we operate in kind of a unique niche, and that niche is. We're working through chaplains. They are the key to this. We're not coming in with an agenda. We're not coming. We're just saying, hey, man, we love you. We appreciate you being the visible gospel within this context. Yeah. How can we leverage our resources to do the work that you see you need to get done? So one, working with the chaplains, but then two, working with active duty. Uh, there are a ton, and I'm grateful for it. There are a ton of great uh, ministries that are out there that are doing post-military. There right. are just very few that are in the day-to-day. And so I, I just want to make sure that those distinctions are clear. The other kind of caveat is I want to make sure that I don't come across as like I'm putting myself out there as an expert. I am not speaking as an expert on PTSD or military life. Right. It's just a guy who I've, I've been able to leverage some relationships and some resources to meet a need. Yeah. So you know, just kind of in a general sense, uh, as we get exposed to different chaplains, we just have a sit down and just talk through, Hey, here are the resources that OR has. It could be outdoor related. Uh, the backbone of the ministry is hunting and fishing okay. because just a ton of those guys that we get to work with, that's what they love. Right. So offering the outdoor ministry component, um, the other things that we do, we do family-oriented events that there are no uh, government monies for. So like a big event will be this fall, and we've done it six or seven years now. It's mm-hmm. a big zoo day. And so we do zoo tickets. In fact, Crossroads has been very, very instrumental in that particular effort um, in helping us because it's about a $24,000 yeah. Uh, expenditure. And so, you know, we have several different partners that come and make this uh, available to these chaplains. And so this last year, we had 755 active duty wow. uh, members, service members and family members at the zoo, hmm. took care of the tickets, took care of lunch. But again, you're always putting the chaplain at the forefront. Right. So I'm getting yeah. calls from I'm getting calls from these guys and maybe their wives. Hey, I hear you've got tickets to the zoo. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Hey, can we get some? Who's your chaplain? Yeah, uh, I'm not really sure. Well, let. <laughs> hey, where are you serving? Oh, well, I'm, oh, well, here's your chaplain. Mm-hmm. Let me get you connected with this guy. And so the whole thing is just to accelerate the relationship. Yeah. So that they know who their chaplain is, they relate to their chaplain as a person, and not necessarily as kind of this officer that's stuck out there. So if we can connect soldiers and airmen and Marines and even family members to a strong chaplain, I think I think those individuals have a better chance to address issues like PTSD, divorce, right. suicide before these things grow critical. Yep. So that's that's really where we operate. Yeah, that's fantastic. And what a great way to, you know, ensure follow up. So it's not just a one and done event or one and done, here's some materials exactly. that can help you. You're connecting with a chaplain who's there and can build a relationship with, with all these men and women. That's fantastic. So Joel, is there a certain story or testimony that you could share really just to drive this home even more of the importance of what you all are doing with Operation Resolute? Yeah, uh, Andy, I, I do. Um, uh, one that I, I, I won't repeat. And the reason I won't repeat it is y'all did a video uh, and y'all, uh, y'all put OR forward to the church family right, yep. last year. Yep. 
and I share that particular story. And so if people are interested, uh, we have this one on our website. And I know y'all highlighted it, but yep. it, it had at the core of it a very decorated Green Beret, a guy that after his active duty over 20-something years on the front line, serving in uh, training the next generation of Green Berets, and he was contemplating suicide. Mm -hmm. And God used OR to connect him to his chaplain. Mm -hmm. And just a powerful statement of uh, the power of relationships and how uh, you know we were able to leverage that. But So that one's out there, and I'm just giving a quick plug for that yeah, one. But yep. The one, the one I want to give to you is a little more recent. In fact, it was just this last year. And I'm going to read this because this is an email that I received from one of our chaplains. Um, and it's a chaplain who's serving in a special operations group. And he had brought some guys on a deer hunt. And so he sent me this email as a follow-up. He said, I was out training uh, over the last couple of weeks, but wanted to report back to you about ministry opportunities that I had recently. Uh, both of the men that went on the OR hunt with me last November came to visit when tragedy came to both of their lives over the holidays. Mm -hmm. They were explicit in saying they likely would not have come to me if they had not gotten to know me on that trip. Mm -hmm. Both separately were experiencing death in the family and having struggles processing this. One of them was even pulled back from deployment because of it. And the first thing he did when he got off the airplane was grab his wife to come see me. So while these are hunting, uh, while these are hurting, struggling men, I'm very encouraged they sought me out and are actively pursuing faith as a means of recovery. There is no doubt due to the relationship that began by a campfire at a hunting lodge, these men are getting help. I greatly appreciate the partnership we have created and the fruit of God's kingdom in seeing because of our diligence in taking care of his people. So that's just that's yeah. one of literally wow. dozens. Yep. that God has just given us the privilege of being able to see. Yeah, that is that is powerful. And, you know, it, it's just authentic and real because these are men and women who are out dealing with things that I'm never going to experience, you know, and most people that are listening probably are never going to experience. And for them to have a chaplain and to have, then to have the chaplain have the support of a ministry like Operation Resolute to help them connect even further is it, such a beautiful, beautiful ministry. So, Joel, what's next for Operation Resolute as you look to the future? What do you see happening uh, as this continues to move forward and grow? What's what's going on in your mind for uh, what's next with this with all the ministry? One of the big things is we are actively uh, pursuing buying our own place. Um, so what we have done, uh, the mode of ministry has been, and I laugh, uh, when I say this, I've been beg stealing and borrowing property in North Carolina <laughs> since 2013. Right. And, you know, I could be running a deer hunt up in Caswell County all the way down to the coast. Uh, and so we, we literally have been all over the place and people have been so kind and so gracious to give us access to those properties. But there, there's an inherent weakness with that in that we can't control uh, the schedule. Uh, and with the military, uh, you have just got to be flexible because any number of things come up. And so we've even seen as people have graciously scheduled us to come in to maybe their hunting property or they had a boat, then a tragedy hits within the group or there's an, a, there's an emergency deployment and all right. of these plans just come to a screeching halt. And so what we're wanting to do is buy property uh, down east in North Carolina to where we would have a central hub. And we've been looking and, uh, People have graciously, uh, we've already raised over a couple of hundred thousand dollars. We need to raise uh, some more uh, so that we can pay cash for it. But the, the 
main focus of the future for the ministry as we're continuing to do the ministry is to get our own home base and then be able to maximize that year round with the chaplains that we're working with. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it kind of leads to the kind of the final question is, I guess, a a multi-part of how can people get a hold of you and find out more information? And with this being, I'm assuming one of your biggest needs now is to raise the funds to purchase this place. How can people help you do that? Yeah, I appreciate that, Andy. Uh, easiest way uh, to get up with this is just go to the website. And plus the website has a tremendous amount of information, not just written, but there are a lot of different videos on there to give people a flavor of what the ministry is about. Um, it's, it's a ministry that is hands-on. And so we want people uh, to be a part of it. I mean, we've got everything from a cooking team that sends the food to guys that go on the trips. Uh, so it, there's just a lot of different ways for people to be involved. But you can get a hold of me through our website. Uh, Also, we've got a strong Facebook presence, uh, Instagram. So all of those things will show people. And those messages always get back to me. So here are different ways that people can be involved. Uh, One of my favorite verses has become, or set of verses, is Psalm 127, where the Lord says, unless the Lord builds a house, unless the Lord keeps watch over Mm -hmm. the city, it's a vain thing. And... uh, as a as a pastor, I have found myself just getting into the stream of ministry, and you just kind of roll with it, and you can give a verbalization, yeah, 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 God's got to do it, God's got to do it. But I think the Lord in His mercy at times just brings us face-to-face with our inadequacy, Right. and this ministry has shown me my inadequacy. And so when I say we need people praying over this ministry, Andy, I genuinely mean that. Mm -hmm. This ministry should have died a natural death probably a dozen times over. I'm not that smart. I'm not that good. And the Lord just continues to grow it. And so we need people to pray with us. And then there are those times, particularly with, uh, we've got a chaplain right now that we've served with. They're in the middle of it in Italy uh, and with the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And, um, these chaplains and chaplains' wives love knowing that there are people not just praying kind of out, hey, Lord, just bless the chaplains, but they're praying for Chad and Katie Cottle. Mm-hmm. And they know Chad and Katie Cottle because they've been on trips with them and, and they're connected. So part of it is, the, the first thing is just praying and then asking the question like I know you're asking and a lot of leaders are asking, Lord, what? What is this going to look like on the other side of this thing? I mean, this quarantine stuff has just really thrown us for a loop. But we know God is bigger than this, and we know He has a plan. So really seeking His design for it. Uh, And then, just like I said, go to operationresolute.org. You can sign up for email updates. Uh, My my wife is a communications director. She does a phenomenal job of getting info out uh, on a regular basis so people can see that. On the website, too. Uh, people can buy, it's just a small men's devotional that I put together, but it's called Ducks, Deer, and Dynamite. And I originally wrote it <laughs> for the servicemen that we yeah. were, because when they go on a trip, we don't charge them anything and we always have gifts for them right. just to say thanks. And so I had several people go, man, I'd love to be able to get a copy of that. So what we've done is we put it on the website and all of the proceeds of that book go right back into the ministry. Excellent. So gr- great opportunity for people just to send that to a friend or if they want to buy it themselves. So that's another thing. Uh, another way people can get involved is to introduce others to uh, to Operation Resolute. 
because there are people that want to serve. They want to say thank you. I mean, I appreciate the, the servicemen and women appreciate when we say thank you. But I tell you what, Andy, it goes so much further when we serve them right. in a practical yeah. way. And so being in North Carolina, uh, where you've got strong churches and a strong military presence, we're just saying, hey, help us get the word out. And if this connects with somebody, we would love to talk with them about it. And then, yeah, the final thing is just that financial support, because no soldier, airman or Marine pays for any of this. Right. Um, We just say you got to have a valid uh, hunting license and fishing (laughs) license. Outside of that, we've got you covered. Excellent. Um, So it's uh, it's. Doing some of the things that we do, it, I mean, it just takes money. And yeah. then like you were referencing us putting together the final portion of this capital campaign, uh, man, we need help with that. And once that property's bought, we're going to need a lot of volunteers uh, to go down and just be, again, hands-on and helping us with it because it is a, it's a monumental task to take care of these things. But recognizing that it has a bigger importance than just doing a hunting trip, a fishing trip, a trip to the zoo, and it's got gospel purposes all behind it. So. And, and I'm just going to tell you again, we, we have been so grateful to Crossroads because y'all have been a key partner for several years now and have been uh, nothing but encouraging to us. And we're grateful for that. And uh, we wish more churches would come alongside the way Crossroads has. Yeah, absolutely. And so if you're listening right now, make sure you go to operationresolute.org and check out all the things that Joel just mentioned. What a fantastic ministry. And as as you were just saying, Joel, there's tons of way for people to get involved, whether it's hands-on or whether it's supporting financially. And so, Joel, once again, just thank you so much for the ministry uh, to our military, to our active military and their families, to the chaplains. We really appreciate it. And I I just personally appreciate your time, and I just thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Hey, Andy, we appreciate y'all making the time to talk with us, man. It's just always good to go over the story that God's doing and be able to share it with people that care. So thanks. Thank you for joining and listening to our program today. And thank you to Crossroads Fellowship and the Truth Network for making this show possible. You can find out more information about Crossroads Fellowship at crossroads.org. If this show has impacted you, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at info at crossroads.org. Thank you to C3 Advantage for sponsoring this program. We look forward to having you join us on the next show. Perhaps you've asked yourself this question. Are you running the business or is the business running you? How might your teams grow if your teams were driving the business forward instead of you? You are sitting on a wealth of untapped opportunity. It takes courage to learn how to create a culture where your people are truly empowered to own their seats. My name's Cheryl Scanlon, business and executive coach. Working together, we'll go straight to your core challenges to sort through competing demands and realign to your highest priorities for measurable results. Visit C3Advantage.net. That's C3Advantage.net.